Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Scrubbed In Podcast. I hope you've all been keeping well. Today we've got another guest who's kindly joined us. Her name is Nurse Sarah. You may have seen her on Instagram. She's becoming a widely popular page. She's also got a YouTube channel coming out. But the interesting thing about her is she was redeployed to intensive care during the peak of COVID. So we thought it would be quite cool just to speak to her, get to know her a bit more um, and take it from there. How are you doing, Zara? Hello. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm good. No, it's, it's a pleasure. Um, no, it's good. So I think there's a, a, a lot of things we can talk about, um, but it's always nice to kind of start from the beginning of your journey. And I kind of wanted to find out before we talk about COVID, before we talk about IT, what kind of triggered you pursuing a career in nursing? What made you become a nurse? Um, so I decided to become a nurse when I was selecting my my subject choice after A-levels. And I had originally applied for a completely different course, <laughs> nothing related to nursing at okay. all. It was, in fact, a politics mm. and economics degree. And when... Oh, wow. Yeah, very different. And when (laughs) I was deciding on what I wanted to become career-wise, I wanted to be part of a profession that felt meaningful to me. And I was very passionate about politics and economics when I was was studying for A-levels, but I didn't really want to pursue that going forward at a degree level. So I took some time Mm. out to just think about what I wanted to do. And when I thought about it, I realized that I had a passion for caring for others. And that's when nursing mm-hmm. came up as a career choice. I applied through clearing for a ne- the nursing degree and I haven't looked back since then. Yeah. Um, when looking at like your social media, the stuff you're putting out, you can see you're one of the, the nurses that genuinely does love her job. You genuinely <laughs> enjoy it and you're always kind of giving out loads of tips and you're like that that older nurse kind of looking out for the younger years that are coming through. <laughs> I but hope so. I hope it comes across I that think, way. That's a good yeah, thing. <laughs> no, but I think recently, you know, with with COVID and all the frontliners, you know, there was a lot of spotlight on the nurses and it kind of showed how much, everyone knew kind of nurses worked super hard, but it kind of, you know, gave you a bit more insight into how even harder than, you know, what we initially thought it, it you know, nurses work. Um, what were kind of some of the challenges and stuff you may have faced at uni when studying nursing? Because I know you lot start your student placements very early on. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how was that experience? How was university? What were the struggles you may have had there? Well, university, I think for most people, is is a great time. It's, you know, one thing that you kind of look back on and miss when you start working. And I certainly do miss it. But there were some challenges. Mm. Um, nursing as a degree, I think, is a very unique degree course. Not You're not just mm-hmm. inside a university lecture hall and taking notes and listening to a speaker. It has so many different elements to it because you are studying towards a specific career. So it's very, mm. um, it's, it's, I guess it's quite vocational, you could say. I think that's a good way to describe it. So you have a mixture mm. of placements a mixture of lectures, you have seminars. And I think the real challenge is just balancing all of that. And as well as trying to balance like a normal university social life as well, on top of everything. (laughs) Which is the most important thing. 
<laughs> of course, of course. Right? It's part of your uni, um, uni experience. But I think that was quite a challenge. It was, it's not a very straightforward degree. Um, your every week is so different. And of course, mm. placements incorporated into the degree is another challenge because you are working unpaid, but you are kind of working as well, as well as trying to study, as well as trying to balance all the essays and the OSCEs and yeah. the seminars and the group projects and the presentations as well. So it's a lot as a student. <laughs> so I think it was just finding that balance. Mm. With the nursing course, right? Um, mm. So you guys obviously do quite a lot of hours. You actually, you actually work. You actually work. And when we when we compare it to the medical field, we're not regulated as much, so we're not asked. Mm. Do you guys get asked to log how many hours you've done as well? Is that what you guys have to do? Yeah. So most nursing degrees, if not all, in the UK, you have fifty percent placements as part of your degree. And you need to mm-hmm. achieve a certain amount of hours. I believe when I was studying, and I think that's the same now, it's about 2,300 hours in total in the three years. Oh, wow. In order to get wow. your NMC pin. Yeah, so you do have mm. to log and show that you achieved those hours. So we have a practice assessment document. And every yeah. shift that we work, we need it to be signed off. And it's very strict, like... They calculate it every term, every year. And if you don't hit mm-hmm, that target, mm-hmm. you essentially have to make up that time or yeah. you don't get your pin, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> oh, wow. So comparing that to now. So, for example, we have August, uh, what we call Black Wednesday coming for the doctors. Oh, when, okay. <laughs> uh, the new graduates start. Is it the same for nurses? What's the, what's the experience like when you qualify as a nurse and it's your first day on the job? What's that like? Yeah, I I'm quite familiar with the doctors transitioning, you know, from when you guys graduate, <laughs> then when you start your foundation years. And yeah, I've, yeah. I will say that one thing that I do like about nursing is because they incorporate the placements as part of the degree and giving a very realistic mm. view on what nursing life is, the transition, I think, from student nurse to a registered nurse isn't as harsh I would say like it's not it's obviously a change because you've now gone from being a student to now being accountable for everything that you do uh, which is Mm, the same for I guess doctors but because you are already on the wards you're working the same hours you are learning the skills that you would as part of your placements I think it makes it that transition that bit more easier so, so, so you guys and look like a pro when you on first on day one i'll take it and we're just there oh, God, sort of no. <laughs> <laughs> oh i hope not that's not what i meant as in i think the transition <laughs> is, is easier <laughs> because we've got that no no i'm being i'm being brutally honest <laughs> yeah no, um, i think it's good i think yeah the insights you lot it, get when you kind of yeah do placements throughout so and i think it's an important thing you mentioned it's you have a real understanding of what it's like to work as a registered nurse whereas i think a lot of medical students do get a shock to the system when they realize mm. being what it entails being an f1 f2 is very different to what they thought it would be when they're a medical student because it never really hits you you never really have that degree of responsibilities yeah. whereas nurses i've seen student nurses do full shifts 
um mm, so it's mm. i think that is the, the the advantage you have within your degree i was going to ask and i think a lot of people are probably wondering is what are the different types of nursing so you know there's general nurses there's ward nurses but if you can quick give a quick rundown in terms of the different types of nursing that people can pursue because i know it's mostly faceted clearly abdul doesn't know his list ended with two <laughs> nah, but there's loads of different types of nursing <laughs> there <though>. is loads <laughs> yeah i mean i guess before specialties um to mm. when you apply for your nursing degree they changed mm. it in recent years so before you would do a general nursing degree so when you apply I for see. your undergraduate um, you would apply for a general nursing BSc um, honours and part of your nursing degree mm. you will cover all of the main specialties such as adult nursing, children's nursing, mental health nursing and I believe learning disability nursing. Um, they mm. changed that when I actually applied and now you study specifically for the field of nursing. So I am mm. a registered adult nurse so I don't work in paediatrics at all, and I never did in my placements either. So if I wanted to become mm-hmm. a, chi- a children's nurse, I would apply for yep. the children's nursing degree. And all of oh, the so whole of your three years... Oh, so there's a particular degree for it. Yeah, the whole mm. of your three years would be dedicated, that your placements, your lectures would be dedicated to that field. So, and then following on from that is when you qualify... And then you go into your specialties of general nursing, surgical nursing, orthopedics, so on. So it's like from the start, you select what you want to become and what field. And then once you graduate, you then progress within your field of nursing. So what happens if someone kind of, you know, was hell bent on becoming a registered adult nurse, kind of Mm. did it and then you know, may have spoken to a few pediatric nurses and were like, hey, do you know what? I really fancy being a pediatric nurse. I want to pursue that as a career. What mm. happens to those individuals? Do they need to do the degree again or can they kind of jump ship and transition with transferable skills? What happens to those individuals? Yeah, I mean, I think it's always a good thing to kind of figure it out before. <laughs> so you kind of don't okay. uh, waste, like kind of, not waste your time, but like at least you know then in those in that time when you're studying, that you're kind of focused mm. on one career. However, I did have some friends, course mates, who did want to change fields, um, whether that to be yep. to children's nursing or mental health nursing. And the general advice, and I agree with this as well, is to finish your degree. So if let's just say you're into mm-hmm. it in your second year and you decide, okay, I should really want to do pediatric nursing, um, that's what I love to do, then the general advice is finish your degree and then you can do like a PG dip course following on from that, like an escalated mm-hmm. course because you're already a nurse. Mm. And if you wish to then, you're very like, you're very focused on, no, I'm very passionate to go into children's nursing. You can do those accelerated courses. Um, I think it's like a two year program into then a different field okay. and then you continue from there. Okay, so there is still say, the opportunity for you to kind of change that. Yeah. Yeah, I will say it is easier to transition from adult nursing into children's and mental health nursing um, as opposed mm-hmm. to the latter. Um, I think that's just because adult nursing, it covers a lot of bases within mental health nursing and children's mm-hmm. nursing above the age of 16, because children's nursing is below the age of 16, I believe, and 18. So... I believe it's easier to transition. So if you're someone who's not sure, you definitely want to be a nurse, but you're not sure yet on what field, Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. general adult nursing nursing is a good starting point. 
so kind of moving on and which which probably be the most important thing i want to kind of touch on today is so you kind of graduated you are registered nurse and then you know one of the worst pandemics hit the country Mm. um and then that's when you kind of had to be redeployed to itu kind of talk us through that process was it something you volunteered for or was it something that you had no choice in and you were just like you know what we need all hands on deck and kind of talk us through what you felt your anxieties how the experience was and what you learned from it um coming out of it yeah so like you said this year with the pandemic it was a very big shock i believe to the nhs where a lot of the processes that have been our norm have now just Mm. been challenged completely by by covid19 and how that impacted me personally and my work was I heard about COVID at the start of the year and when it really impacted my hospital and the trust was I'd say in March which is when Mm -hmm. I believe we started receiving cases positive cases and 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 also when they were starting to have death toll numbers which was quite which is very frightening of course and that whole initial process was very nerve-wracking because we didn't know what to expect. And I know I wasn't alone in feeling that. I think all healthcare professionals were experiencing those same feelings where what is going on, what what all that we're hearing about this virus is what was happening in the news mm. and what was being said mm-hmm. in the news wasn't exactly very positive things. And when we look at what was happening in China as well, very big drastic changes that was affecting so many lives. So Mm. everything was very negative and everything was like just not not enough information. And I think when things started to get really bad or when I really felt like, oh, like this is this is very serious is when we started getting cases in our wards of patients Mm -hmm. who were suspected cases and then confirmed cases and we didn't really know much about PPE at the time. It was all very new terminology. It was all just happening in one go. Senior members in the nursing organization were now coming to our wards and educating us on masks and hand hygiene. And it's like, these are people who you would see in the office, (laughs) you know, you wouldn't see them coming coming here. But that, you know, so that was a very big challenge. And then... uh, Tell us a little bit about your emotions when... So obviously now you've got COVID cases coming in. Because I remember when, when we started first seeing COVID cases, my thoughts were oh god how am i gonna be affected as well am i gonna get it am i gonna be in the same situation am i gonna be in itu tomorrow after seeing this patient tell me a little bit about how you felt yeah i mean those everything that you've just said is uh, i think we've all experienced that at one point especially when it comes to our families right because we're the ones that are Mm. working in the wards and the environment and it's all about carrier right it's a virus spread through people and working in the hospital environment where you know there are patient the patients are going to be coming there there are people who are confirmed mm. with the virus coming to where you work is is it made me anxious it was very mm. nerve-wracking but i think my attitude at the time was i could see the senior members of the nursing of 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 my um, ward and of my department really trying to make it work and that was Mm. through regular teaching 
um, challenging others on hand hygiene. And that's what made me feel better about it, knowing that we are doing something actively to help these yeah, patients. Yeah. And did you feel mm-hmm. did you feel like you had the appropriate PPE um, when the pandemic first sort of hit you guys in at your hospital? I believe we had the appropriate PPE when we were in intensive care unit because, of okay, course, cool. I was redeployed to that area. But on the mm-hmm. wards, there was a big challenge in receiving that same equipment, i.e. the masks, the gowns, the visors, yeah. because the priority was placed on the A&E and the ITU departments within our hospital and our trust because naturally that is where the positive patients were coming and yeah, they yeah. were confirmed cases. So from an organisational point of view, that is where the focus was, but that didn't necessarily relate to the other departments. So, yeah. I think it was in a funny way, because obviously I was doing my ICU rotation, it felt like ICU was the safest place to be. Do you know what? <laughs> yeah. in a, because I knew yeah, strange when I went to work, like there was like we had ample amounts of masks, ample amount of gloves, gowns, like we had we were fully loaded. Do you know what That's I mean? That's very positive and to hear. I'm glad you had that experience. Yeah. Whereas <laughs> when I spoke to my colleagues who were working on the wards, they were like, yo, we're kind of being forced to use the same apron or like, mm. we're, you know, the masks aren't there or they're not the right mask. And I was like, wow, like I'm so oblivious. Mm. And I'm sure you probably agree. When you work on IT, you're so separated from the rest of the hospital and it's just the IT people, the medics, the doctors, the physios, the nurses. You're like your own close-knit family. And mm. I'm oblivious to the rest of the nurses sharing one apron or taking it home and washing it and bringing it back in. You know what I mean? <laughs> so how yeah. was ITU itself? Like, how was that experience going from like a general ward oh, nurse yeah. to ITU? Well, you know, what did you learn? What did you see? Yeah. You know, what were some of the cases? Tell us about that working. I think what you kind of rightfully said, it was a bit like it was its separate entity altogether to the rest of the hospital. Mm. And I think that is because of the nature of the patients we were now seeing. So our Mm. ITU became a COVID intensive care unit. That was what Uh, it was mm -hmm. called. So we were receiving the patients who were very critically ill, infected at a Mm -hmm. very critical level with COVID. So if this patient needed ventilated treatment, if they were on non-invasive treatment, they were coming to this unit. We had Mm. had expanded Mm. from an eight bedded intensive care unit or uh, to a 20 plus intensive care unit oh, wow. so think about the number of doctors nurses physios every kind of staff members that you could think of had to be tripled and wow. myself going from the general wards where i had a surgical mm-hmm. background and very happily mm-hmm. in surgery as well going towards intensive care unit my biggest challenge was mm-hmm. how am i going to am i going to have the necessary skills to look after these patients because i don't have a mm-hmm. critical care background my background is surgery mm. and the most exposure I have to looking after these kind of patients is when they step down from intensive care unit to the wards. So I'm mm. looking after the patients when they've gone through the hard part of ITU yeah. and they're, they're in re- yeah. rehabilitation basically. And that would be the most that I would look after a very sick patient or if I have to escalate the care to ITU. So never the actual mm. ITU bit. And now I'm on the side yeah, so. where, yeah, where the patient is very sick but not only are they very sick they're sick with covid and this is a virus that we haven't really fully understood and yet Mm -hmm. 
that is where I'm going to be looking after these patients. In terms of like the whole process of that, they were redeploying nurses from all over. They're redeploying nurses from wards. They're redeploying mm-hmm. nurses from CCU backgrounds. So that's from the cardiac wards as well. They redeployed nurses who had intensive care unit backgrounds and had moved on to different specialties. So if they knew mm. you had worked in intensive care unit at some point in yeah, your career, you were going... Yeah, they were coming for you. Yeah, they were coming for you, essentially. They're going yeah, <laughs> to grab you. What, what yeah. did you think about um, the expectations? So, for example, um, if in, in terms of your background, you're a surgical nurse and mm. other nurses might be ger- geriatric nurses. Mm. When, you're, when you're on ITU, I can imagine it being very different. You're doing mm. ABGs and VBGs a lot more more frequently you're doing assessments more frequently what did you think about the expectation from the doctor's side and in terms of the demand of that role what was your opinion of that I will be honest I had no expectations going into intensive care unit and that Mm -hmm. was probably the best thing that worked in my favor because I didn't want to put myself under more pressure than what I already was experiencing already COVID was Mm -hmm. a very stressful experience for nurses especially being in the wards where I could see how chaotic in a very (laughs) simple way to put it Mm. things were becoming so going into intensive care unit I tried to have no expectations and I knew I wasn't alone there were other nurses Mm. who were being redeployed there were other doctors from my department Mm. so we were all kind of going (laughs) at the same time so surgical doctors who had never worked in intensive care unit were now going into intensive care unit so we were all (laughs) experiencing this new specialty and I guess that made it a little bit more what I try to channel that energy that okay I'm not alone and the expectations from intensive care was do your best basically help out and what worked in our favor was we are nurses already we're not like Hmm. um non it's not like it's not like we're going from that student phase to now a role where yeah yeah you know you're you know we are actually professionals we know how to do medicines we know how to escalate care we know how to look at observations Mm. and see um what we need to do we know about medications of course there are differences because this is a specialty specialty that i'm not familiar with but we are professionals and we know the fundamentals of our career and what we need to do so the ITU department recognised that and that is why we were redeployed as well. They stopped students yeah, coming yeah. to I think all most most placements were stopped anyway unless they were a final year student. Um mm-hmm. because of the severity of the situation, it wasn't a time to start teaching. It was a time to right, you can do this, cool, <laughs> get on with it. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. you don't know how to do this, <laughs> now you're gonna learn how to do the same thing. Yeah, no, it was good. <laughs> yeah. And like when when I was going through Instagram page, I saw that you uh so there were some nurses that, you know, perhaps complained and they're like, oh my God, why am I here? You know, and then there were people or nurses like yourself who embraced it and they kind of documented their journey mm. and they took it in their stride and said, you know what, this is an amazing opportunity despite how unfortunate the circumstances are yeah. for me to learn a new skill, for me to learn and develop and grow as an individual. Um, and I wanted to kind of touch on what did it teach you about yourself after kind of being on IT and what did it teach you about mm. the profession? Um, I, I appreciate your kind words. I'm glad that my page come across comes across that way because I feel like um, 
you're always going to get those challenges right within your career every career whether outside of medical or healthcare as well you have to embrace the challenges as part of part of growing and I wanted my followers to realize that that you're going to face challenges from your student to when you're in your career and you Mm. you need to adapt and I think to answer your question of what in terms of care unit taught me and about nursing overall is that I think nurses are very good at adapting (laughs) and when (laughs) when you're very when you're faced with a very big situation like the pandemic is is part of our career you just got to adapt like we adapt in small ways when we work and then you adapt in very big ways like changing your specialty in a case of a weekend space you know I was told on Friday okay see you on shift on Monday and next thing you know on Monday I was (laughs) in intensive care unit and it wasn't a time to (laughs) to to question that and I think that's what I kind of learned about myself as well that um as a nurse I'm there to Mm, do my mm. nursing role and that can Mm. be in any specialty I don't think I was ever like oh I want to be a surgical nurse and that is it Mm -hmm. that's that's not how Mm. I want to be anyway (laughs) I want to always learn and and that's what you got to do and I think it's a good mindset to have um and I know we have loads of young listeners especially female listeners that kind of want to pursue certain careers but they're a bit troubled kind of they don't want to commit what advice would you give to those young girls that are like oh my you know nurse Sarah is really cool she's doing super exciting things <laughs> I want to become like her when I grow up what advice would you give to yeah. those individuals that are just about to embark nursing or they're not too sure if they pursue it um what advice would you give uh well I hope someone's listening to this and thinks so that'd be quite nice <laughs> but I think <laughs> that the best advice you can give to anyone who's trying to figure out what they want to do and they're not too sure is follow follow your passion think about what really means something towards you and your work won't feel like work it will be something that you enjoy doing like when you asked me my first question of why I wish to pursue nursing I didn't want to I didn't say I wanted to always be a nurse I didn't know what I wanted to be (laughs) I really didn't I just knew Mm. what was important to me and what was important to me was helping others and I found that through nursing so if you find mm. that through a career, whatever is means something towards you, to, to you, then that is what you need to trust. You need to kind of go with your gut. So if you feel the same way, like, okay, you know what? I am passionate about helping others. Or I really love learning about science and I really love learning about mm. the, the, the human, human biology of things. Or I really like um, interacting and meeting new people as part of my career, then... I think nursing or anything within the medical profession is a great thing to consider. Um, Another Mm. advice I would give is always try out if you can get work experience in a hospital or in a care home that gives you really good insight, go for it because that's going to be then what you want to dedicate yourself to for the rest of your life. It's a career, right? It's not just a job. It's a career. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. a lifelong Mm. thing. So I'd say, yeah, follow your passion and gain experience within that so you know if it's right for you. Awesome. Um, so when it comes to also working on the wards now, right, 
what's been your sort of engagement with doctors? What's your experience been with doctors? So we because you know what is the truth? What do you feel? Yeah, say and, so and, and, and I want the truth because <laughs> <laughs> you'll find that doctors always we, we'll sit in the room. We'll say uh, the first day we come on, we, we're always actually we're actually always looking to the net. So with Black <laughs> Wednesday coming up, I guarantee you the F one that will come on right. <laughs> The first thing they do is they actually look for a nurse and we'll go to you, what do we do? And we genuinely, by the way, we genuinely, um, are, we're asking for help. <laughs> but what's what's been your experience like with with doctors in general, with, say, the newcomers, the middle grades, and yeah. let's say the bo- the bosses that are on the work? What's been your experience like? And be brutally honest, brutally okay? Brutally <laughs> honest, okay. So yep. to be brutally honest, I think it does depend on how you build your work relations. Um, that is mm-hmm. the first thing. Every everyone is kind of different to the thing about what you said about uh first year doctors coming into the wards and they're looking yep. a bit <laughs> like they don't know what <laughs> they're doing um yeah i have i have experienced that where i can see a doctor like trying to look for <laughs> something in the stock room but they're a bit they don't want to ask and it's just like okay let's go <laughs> help, help them out because it's I, I i guess i know what it's what it feels like to be in a new environment and i don't think mm-hmm. people understand that it's very nerve-wracking to be in a new mm. profession and so on so I think the best doctors that I have worked with are the ones mm-hmm. who show a lot of respect for the nursing profession they work mm-hmm. with nurses as opposed to saying I am the doctor and this is what mm. I want to do and so on they actually change their they have this attitude where they're like so nurse you have been looking after the patient how have they been what is your um observation since you've been looking after them during the day or what has the night nurse say yeah it's a partnership yeah. as opposed to two separate professions doing their own thing those are the best now, doctors that i've worked uh, with. our doctors now so we always advise and i've also seen loads of other sort of doctors advise the new sort of oncomers that look you need you guys need to work with the nurses you guys need mm. to be collaborative it's about working as a team but then recently i saw on twitter uh, someone posted well we're not exactly gonna go on there and just make their lives hell are we but do they are, are there a bunch of a group of doctors that actually do come on and they're actually quite uh, what's the word i'm looking for sort of um combative and quite overpowering and don't really work as a team is it something that exists from your side what would you say yes it is something that exists um D- to tell us tell us a few moments <laughs> you have to ex- you have to tell without without naming i guess <laughs> you have I, to tell us <laughs> i would say it's the ones that what your seniors have said to you where they've said work mm-hmm. with the nurses work with the team they are the ones who don't really know how to work with the team they (laughs) i think that's the best way to put it like um i'll give an example um Mm -hmm. it's not i don't i don't think it's a reflection of the profession though this is what i want to make clear i think it's a reflection of the person Mm -hmm. and their mindset of the person um, that that's a really important point i just want to make because we can get that with nurses we're we're not we're not Mm. angels some of us are really difficult to work with as well and i know that (laughs) you can get that with different personalities but i'll give an example Mm. of what i think you know where i've actually then challenged a doctor where i've said that listen like it's not cool but cool whatever whatever like Mm -hmm, i don't mm -hmm. really like that's what you want to do fine um because we're all here for the patients at the end of the day um exactly i had asked for a drug chart review and it was mm-hmm. a very important drug chart review because I had, not- had noticed that there was 
um, and contrary addiction with two medicines that had been prescribed. And mm. that is part of our job also to look at that because we're the ones administering the medications, right? Doctors prescribe mm. it, but we are the ones that mm. give it to the patients. And I had noticed that the doctor, a very senior doctor actually, I believe it was a registrar, had prescribed this. Mm. And it was a newly prescribed medicine. And I had gone up to the registrar and said, you know, doctor, I've noticed that you have prescribed this medicine. And before mm -hmm. I had even finished my sentence, so not even hearing me out, it was, I'm still doing the rounds. You can ask me the question after. I'm st very busy. Oh my God. Mm. And in that moment, I, mm. I felt very offended because mm. I'm not here to ask you how your day is. <laughs> I'm yeah, exactly, here very clearly yeah. with a drug chart in my hand that I need mm. to escalate because you know I've got my own things that I need to do as well. I can see that this yeah. is very important medicines that need to be given, but I have mm. a very important concern. So one to mm. challenge, like kind of cut me off on it. I don't think was very professional. But it was the mm -hmm. fact that I am in a round. Can you not see that this is a doctor's mm -hmm. round? Do not interfere was a very terrible mm -hmm. attitude. That's just an example. I remember that one because then like, mm. I did challenge him on that afterwards. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> awful. So how do, yeah. so, how do you deal with these situations where like, and I'm sure it happens a lot, mm -hmm. where like, so I appreciate that nurses at times do understand patients better than doctors themselves by virtue of the fact you're there for extended periods of time and you get to know them at a deeper level and you always hear where certain patients will say certain things to doctors but then the truth will come out to the to the nurse where mm. he'll say oh do you know what i don't really understand what the doctor said or i wanted to ask this or i wanted to mention this how do you deal with situations where if you are quite convinced and genuinely believe that certain management is important for a patient but the doctor doesn't agree how do you do those situations well it's where the doctor's like no do you know what i'm the doctor you know i tell you what to do i would say in order to that like that does happen and i think that's such a ridiculous mm. point of view because we're all there for yeah. our patients it's not mm. it's not it's not the only profession involved in a patient's care that is why they call it a multidisciplinary team we've got physios mm. we've got nurses we've got pharmacists we've got doctors we've got occupational mm. therapists and if you do not recognize that you're working as part of a team for your patient you are going to struggle as a healthcare professional i i'm going to say that mm. very openly that you of need course. to first be a team player then mm. in order to then you become a leader within your profession mm. that's the same with nursing i can't say to a doctor oh i've been with the patient the, the whole time I know what's best mm. no that's wrong mm. and mm. I would not ever encourage any nursing students or any mm. nurses to have the attitude I would challenge them straight away you work as part mm. of a team you work as part of a team with your nursing colleague you work as part of a team with every single other profession and I think when if a doctor does ever say that to you you challenge him on that and I would say exactly. yes a nurse is with a patient 12 hours during the day and 12 hours during the night on the wards mm. That is, that is the truth of it. And we are involved mm. in so many different um, members of the teams, their care. We're involved in the medicines, we're involved in the diagnosis, we're not like specifically doing the diagnosis, but we have to understand mm. why they've come in. We have to understand the plan, the action of plan that the doctor puts in. So mm. we need to be in that situation to be assertive and say, okay, I respect what you have to say, doctor, but this yeah. has come up. You know, this has come mm. up during the day. 
it is our responsibility to inform the doctors what goes on and give them yeah. the best um, insight into what goes on because there has to be that level of trust. And if not, then are we truly providing the best care for our patients is what I would say. Mm. Yeah, um, it's, imp- it's, very import- uh, it's a very important point that you're raising in terms of working with the team and also challenging any sort of um, questions that arise because what we find is that when patients come to harm, we've got the Swiss cheese model and it's often mm. the doctors, someone at the top has made a mistake and then it's gone to the nurse. The nurse hasn't noticed that there's a contraindication the pharmacist then hasn't noticed that or a student who might be working with the team as well has noticed that there's an issue but hasn't raised it and I think that's why there's so many people also involved because a mistake hopefully shouldn't pass all the checkpoints and at one point it should be picked up and um, I think we need to recognize that we should be questioned sometimes if if we've made a mistake and i think a lot of, a lot of doctors i have heard stories and horror stories of where for example someone has prescribed methotrexate um well over 2 3 times a day forget forget mm. weekly mm. um and it's only been picked up by the nurse or the pharmacist or mm. one of the hcas that was just checking the drug chart um so you're absolutely right in terms of patient care we're all here for the patient and in terms of safety and providing the best care, we need to be working as a team and oh, questioning absolutely. each other yeah. when we think something's we, not right. We are here for um, our patients. We are all part of a multidisciplinary team. And if we yeah. are acting as though we are separate in our professions, we're not going to mm. be providing the best care for our patients. And that is why we do our absolutely. job. And if we recognise that everyone has their roles but we in order to do the best job we must work together then yeah i think we will have a very 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 happy patience and that is that is the goal right absolutely yeah. <laughs> what what do you think about the sort of so that was the case that you told me about was a more of a senior registrar doctor what do you think about the new generation that are um, walking through the medical schools and coming out the other end are they a little bit more cooperative are they a bit more of a, a team player uh, what do you think about them? I or is it the same old, same old? Yeah, through? I think everyone, I, I can't generalise it because I feel that everyone mm. is different and it depends on their personalities. Mm-hmm. But I believe mm-hmm. the attitude that you should have going forward if you are a nursing student or if you are a medical student is have the attitude that you don't know everything. Do not be, mm. um, do not think that you have the doctor title just yet because, or you have the nurse title just yet just because you've graduated mm. no that comes through your actions and have the attitude that you have always that you always need to learn even if you've been working 10 years in that specialty always have the mm. attitude that you need to learn and respect one another i will give another example where i i was with i was a foundation first year foundation year doctor was on call mm. and mm-hmm. <laughs> um it was a very strange situation um, where they felt as though I challenged them again on medicine mm-hmm. on a drug drug chart thing. Uh, trust me, I assure you, I don't do this all the time. Okay, I do it for the best interest <laughs> of the patients. But um, all I had asked was an injection if they were to if the patient was to receive the injection, and the doctor then said, "Okay." Um, I don't very honestly I don't really know much about the patient um, but if it says that in the plan then continue 
And I very mm-hmm. then just said, okay, I understand it says it in the plan, but I'm concerned because of the blood results that have just come back. Just something very simple as that. And their mm-hmm. response was, oh, but I've already seen the plan and this is what I think you should do going forward. So this is what I have to say. And they continued on <laughs> with the work. And I felt in that moment that they felt as though that they had to be that firm doctor to te- mm. say what they needed to say. And very mm. calmly, I said, I'm not going to give this medicine if I don't feel comfortable. So feel free to document it if you think that this needs to go, like if you think that I should admit it or if I should go ahead. But I'm not comfortable to give it. So that's what was yeah. my response. And later on, they had came back and apologized to me because I they didn't check right they didn't check what I had raised and in that moment it was a good thing that they had taken ownership of that but at the same time it didn't need to be that way you know when a Mm -hmm. nurse comes up to a doctor to ask them a question we're not there to challenge you we're not there to make you feel less of your profession that's such a terrible thing if you are feeling that way Mm -hmm. that's not our intention you know don't ever feel that way we're here to do what's right and yeah, just just go with it and trust each other is what I'd say. <laughs> mm. A way I like to see it is, so when we're at, say, for example, in front of a deteriorating patient, mm. uh, no matter how experienced you are, the anxieties go through you, the adrenaline mm. rushes go through you. And I always thought about it, when, when nurses are with their patient, they're with a handful of patients for the whole day, for the mm. whole 12 hours. And you can imagine if, if someone is newsing very high, their anxieties are going to be, Hi, and it's because they're they're in front of a deteriorating patient and Mm. so that's why they're calling a doctor for an urgent assessment or Mm. something like that so i do recognize that and appreciate that as well Mm. um in terms of now your instagram and your social media and (laughs) sort of your activity on that platform what's your goals and what's your sort of uh what's your ambition to use social media uh, for you your career um for their career as well what's your goal that's an interesting question. Um, so I have always wanted to, when I was a student, this is the reason why I kind of started my page and my whole mission behind it is when I was a student, I always wanted to, I had so many questions and I always wanted to kind of turn to someone to ask those questions, whether it's about placement mm-hmm. or assignments and so on. And I didn't want it to be like a university lecturer, right? Because they're, <laughs> yeah. they're not exactly going to, you know, give you that clear-cut answer. Some might, but, you know, it's different <laughs> when you kind of speak with someone who's gone through what you're going through or has yeah. got their own experiences and their own lessons that they have that they have experienced. And I've always kind of been looking for that. I was like, oh, I'd just love it if a final year student or could, I could ask them this question. And then, you know, I kept looking for that and I kept, then when I graduated, I was like, well, what's stopping me from being that person? What is stopping me from being that platform for other student nurses and other um, registered nurses as well? And that was why then when I created the page, it was all about being that platform for aspiring nurses, student nurses, Mm -hmm. for registered nurses to turn to and to also educate Mm -hmm. them as well. So my mission for my page is to kind of continue that. I want it to be accessible. That's my intention behind it. And um, mm-hmm. when I get messaged on my page, like, oh, I've got this, 
I've got an intensive care unit placement coming up. How do I prepare yeah. for it? Like, that's great. <laughs> Don't ask me these questions because, and I'll try my best to answer it. And without that whole, prof, like that whole lecture sort of mindset, no, I'll give you the hardcore facts what you need to hear and what yeah. you, you, know, you need to. And that is what I hope to continue with my page, being honest, giving real insight with nursing life and to help others through that. And that is also why I started with a new platform of YouTube. I recently launched mm. that a couple of weeks back and that was because um, people learn great with videos. And I was like, okay, mm. if others learn great with videos and that is not everyone has an Instagram account or a Facebook account, then mm. I think that's a great way to go about it. Or like how you guys are doing with podcasts, you know, some people like listening mm -hmm. uh, through audio. So it's just about mm. trying to be accessible, but educating others. And I think that's a great way to to go forward and that's just the way i see it and what i hope now, to i think it's it's great and me and ams have always been an advocate of freely accessible information freely accessible individuals mm. and i'm sure mm. and i'm sure you probably know loads of people people probably reached out to you with concerns and issues and you can always help them um we'll put a link below in the description of all the you know your instagram page your youtube page that'd be great um, <laughs> that'd be good I'm conscious of time because I know you have to rush away and we did it at a super awkward time but um, I want to thank you um, Zara for kind of taking the time out it's always interesting to see an insight into the profession from a different perspective especially from a nurse I enjoyed your little rant um, <laughs> but um, I can tell you're, you're, no, you're, you're someone that cares deeply about the profession you care deeply about your patients and I just wish you the, the best success and I know you're going to do super well um, and I hope all the young listeners that are listening to it that may have had some anxieties or some issues as to whether to pursue a career, um, you can always reach out to Nurse Sarah. I'm sure you'd be happy to kind of oh, appease their anxiety. Um, <laughs> it's but the thank best you. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. No, I think it's great. And I, I, I ask you to continue doing what you're doing. But it's been an absolute pleasure, Zara. Um, so thank you for coming in today. And you didn't come, you did it remotely. But thank you to our <laughs> listeners as well for all tuning in. Um, but yeah, all the best and we'll hope to catch up with you all soon. Uh, thank you so much for having me as well. You guys are great. Keep doing the amazing podcast episodes that you're doing and through your own personal pages as well. And yeah, I hope whoever is listening to this, it has given good insight. A bit of, yeah, ranting is natural, right? It happens in everything. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but no, I enjoyed it. Honest insight. But yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs>